dum diddly dum 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 diddly dum etc etc good afternoon to you kevin power here with another edition of campus classics and um, we're going to uh, kick off today with something to warm the cockles of the heart espana now uh, the interesting thing about espana is spain is um, that some of the best Spanish music has been written by French composers. Uh, Debussy being an example, Bizet, of course, with Carmen, and then Emmanuel Chabrier um, really uh, liked Spain and uh, the Spanish rhythms. Um, so we're going to, as I say, kick off with that today. And uh, we're also going to finish up with a bit of Chabrier today. Uh, but uh, that it will be later. So for now, we have an evocation of Spain at liveliness, its brightness, its fiestas by Chabrier. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
And there you are. That's Spain for you. España. Spain seen through, well, should I say heard through the ears of uh, Emmanuel Chabrier. And uh, that was the uh, Orchestre de la Suisse Romande, uh, Swiss Orchestra, uh, conducted by Neme Gervi. So it's kind of interesting, two countries with a kind of cool climate uh, there, uh, Finland and Switzerland, uh, producing the warmth of Spain. Right, uh, we're going now to Antrim and uh, the music of Joan Trimble. Um, she was uh, an excellent composer back in the uh, early and mid-20th century. And um, one of the things that people used to enjoy doing then, this is hard to believe, but um, they wrote uh, and played um piano music. Sometimes it will be two people sitting at the one piano playing uh, together, and other times there will be two pianos playing together. So we're going to hear uh, a piece by uh, Joan Trimble now for uh, two pianos, and it is the Heather Glen, and the pianists are Roy Holmes and Una Hunt. Glen by Joan Trimble. You can almost see the kind of purple heather there um, in this in the sunlight. Play there by uh, Roy Holmes and Una Hunt in music for uh, two pianos. Uh, now, I'm sure you've all seen an elephant. 
Well, Flanders and Swan, um, Swan who wrote the music for the songs and Flanders who uh, provided the lyrics, had obviously seen an elephant as well. And uh, they decided to write a series of songs about different uh, animals. And uh, they published the songs under the title The Bestiary of Flanders and Swan. And uh, you've possibly heard the Hippopotamus song uh, written by them. And uh, this follows roughly the same pattern um, of strange and wonderful things about large animals. The Elephant an elephant's life is tedious, laborious and slow I've been an elephant all my life, so I blooming well ought to know He never forgets a name or face He knows his way from place to place Remembers to be dutiful And when to push and when to pull And when he's dead the dealer calls And buys his tusks for billiard balls And all because an elephant's got A perfect memory That wasn't the life for me So I'm suffering from amnesia My mind's a perfect blank Now life is very much easier Amnesia's to thank I'm being psychoanalyzed I lie on a divan And flap me ears and try to look As balmy as I can I'm an introverted Elephocentric hypochondriac I'll stick in the elephant's nursing home Till I get my memory back I nearly spit besides To watch the others get wearier Of giving the children rides I've told my psychoanalyst That I'm a sacred cow I'd like to carry a howder But I can't remember how I'm an introverted elephant-centric hypochondriac And I'll stick in the elephant's nursing home Till I get my memory back from schizophrenia it comes on me in spells sometimes i'm king of armenia and others i'm orson wells i tell them i'm napoleon and all that sort of bunk and they never guess that all the time <laughs> i'm laughing out my trunk i'm an introverted elephocentric hypochondriac and i'll stick in the elephant's nursing home till i get my memory back Practicing me trumpet half the night And I'll stick in the elephant's nursing home Till I get my memory, get my memory, get my memory back So there you are. The next time you see an elephant looking worried, maybe it is because he or she um, has... Um, temporarily lost their memory. Flanders and Swan there. Now, um, we're coming to uh, one of the most extraordinary pieces of music written before World War I. Uh, written for ballet, um, through the story of uh, the tragic Russian puppet Petrushka. 
Um, Stravinsky had already written one ballet, uh, The Firebird, for Diaghilev, uh, and it went down so well uh, that Diaghilev straightway said, right, I am giving you the contract to write another ballet. So he gave him the notion of Petrushka, um, Little Peter, I suppose you might say, um, and uh, Petrushka is a puppet. Now, here is how the ballet pans out. The curtain rises and you're at the Shrovetide, in other words, just before uh, Lent, the Tuesday before Lent, Shrove Tuesday, <clears throat> and you're in Russia around 1850, and you're in St. Petersburg, and the fair is in full swing. People are going everywhere. They're on swings and roundabouts and everything, and they're having a great time. Some of them are drunk, and some of them are um, sort of just absolutely over the moon with happiness, and uh, it opens with that particular mood. And um, the crowds throng around the place and there's all sorts of colour and spectacle and uh, the security men try to hold the crowds back so that there isn't all sorts of trouble. And then they all descend into one area where there is a showman's booth and they all wonder what's going on behind the curtain. And suddenly the music stops uh, because the uh, showman, the charlatan, as he is called, sticks his head out between the curtains of the booth and he looks around. And um, the music suggests sort of oddness and strangeness. Then he comes out and he plays a very, very strange, magical evocative tune on his magic flute and at the end of that the curtains swing back on the booth and we see three puppets Petrushka, the Moor and the ballerina and he touches each of them with the magic flute and they burst into a fantastic dance. That is the first scene of Petrushka. And uh, sit back now, uh, grab a cup of whatever it is you can grab a cup of, or even a glass of, and be prepared to be whipped away to the Russia of 1850-something and the Shrovetide Fair with all these strange happenings.
and so it ends just there. Um, that was the opening movement of Petrushka uh, by Stravinsky, and back in the late 1950s and in the early 1960s, uh, he decided he wanted people to know exactly how he uh, heard the music, and he made uh, a vast number of recordings um, of his own music with the Columbia Symphony Orchestra and with uh, the smaller chamber groups of that particular orchestra as well. So that was him there conducting his own uh, Petrushka uh, ballet music uh, back in 1960, 48 years after uh, it had first been performed. Interesting stuff that man got up to. Uh, he uh, was Russian, uh, decided he didn't want to go back to Russia uh, after the revolution. He was already living in Paris. Um, then, of course, uh, he moved to Switzerland um, because uh, Switzerland seemed a kind of a calmer country than Paris. And uh, ultimately... Uh, then moved back to France. Then, uh, of course, the uh, Second World War started and uh, he moved to America and spent the rest of his life there, even though he chose to be buried in Venice, which he considered uh, the most extraordinarily beautiful Renaissance uh, city in the world. So there you are. <laughs> he got around at Stravinsky. Now, um, moving from Stravinsky... Uh, to an interesting combination uh, by, well, not by, but of two composers. Um, Claude Debussy uh, had been uh, in Austria and he heard the uh, sound of the Tarantella, the uh, Italian dance, um, and uh, he was in intrigued by the fact that it sounded different uh, when the Styrians took it on board. So he wrote a piece of music called the uh, Styrian Tarantella. And the Tarantella is uh, a dance which apparently, if you are stung by the Tarantula spider, uh, you, you, you kind of um, pass on the, the bite to everybody else and you all join in a great communal dance. There you go. Well, anyhow, Ravel was intrigued by the possibilities of Debussy's dance for piano, uh, the Stylian Tarantella, and he went away and he orchestrated it. And that's what we're going to hear now. The Stylian Tarantella by Debussy, orchestrated by Ravel. Thank you. 
And there you have it. Originally a dance for piano, uh, Styrian Tanachera, there it is um, Debussy's music orchestrated by Ravel. And uh, that was played by the London Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Andre Previn. Right, uh, let's go back to the home country now, uh, via Moscow. Um, John Field uh, wrote uh, wonderful music for the piano, and uh, he was kind of eclipsed um, and overshadowed even by uh, Chopin, but has come into his own uh, in the last number of years. And uh, we're going to hear now uh, the rondo from his first sonata um, for piano, um, the second movement of it. And it's hard to believe that this was written in the early 19th century because it, it has an extraordinary sort of modern sound to it. Well, whatever my feelings about the modern sound to it, I think you'd agree this has a lovely kind of piquant sort of flavour and um, it's kind of manages to be both Irish and just international, kind of floats beautifully into the ear, no matter whether you knew that he was Irish or not. Anyhow, there we have the rondo from the piano sonata number one uh, by John Field from Dublin. Thank you. 
John Field, the rondo from his sonata, piano sonata number one, played there by Benjamin Fritz. And now we go to the far north of Finland for a combination of ice and fire in the final movement of the Violin Concerto by Jean Sibelius.
The final movement of uh, Sibelius Violin Concerto, and that was Anne-Sophie Mutter, uh, the soloist, and the Staatskapelle Dresden, conducted by Andre Previn. Well, uh, there follows some excellent advice for life, and it will be followed up by our last piece, uh, Chabrier's Joyous March, the or joyful or joyous march. And that's all we have for you today. So those two last pieces coming up. Enjoy your weekend. And tune in again next week, 12 o'clock, for another Campus Classics. Please, two. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, that grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best And always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing when you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. Hey, always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Always look on the bright side of life. For life is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow Forget about your seat, give the audience a grin Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow So always look on the bright side of death Just before you draw your terminal breath Life's a piece of shit when you look at it Life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true You'll see it's all a show Keep them laughing as you go Just remember that the last laugh is on you
said, they'll never make that money back. 